Hello, hello. I'm Lori Alvarez, and I welcome you to Real Estate with Soul, the podcast. This is where I will share my story, knowledge, wisdom, and the legacy in real estate, and my family, all boldly wrapped up in one with you. So let's get started. Oh, I just came running in from a busy, busy appointment this morning. We have our one of our clients that we're selling. Hi, sister. So Hi. good to see you. You weren't here for the last two weeks or something like that, right? Yeah, I think I, yeah. You've been missing in action. I so know. she's here. I'm back. Do you see her? Yeah, she's been busy working. Anyway, so this morning I was meeting with our seller on Kingsley Street. Yeah. Because he's buying a house in Kentucky. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Right? Yes. So we found him a great agent in Kentucky. Uh, and we sat down together in the conference room, her via Zoom. And then he and I right there because he doesn't do digital. So that's cool. Like we haven't done anything digital through the entire transaction. Yeah. So he came into the office and we had to sign the offer for the property he would like to buy. Yeah. So here's the exciting thing. The house we're selling here, he bought 32 years ago. Oh my gosh. Guess what he paid for it? Um, 40K. No, it's way too much money. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, I was going to say 30. Yeah, I was like 29. Dang it. And Should have stuck with my gut instinct. <laughs> what did we sell? We haven't even disclosed it in the MLS yet. What are we closing at? I don't know. We listed at 499888. Let, let me guess. Go ahead. You're closing at 529. Wrong. Dang it. Try again. 550. Wrong. Try okay. again. Okay, 560. Five seven zero. Wow. Are you kidding me? Seventy thousand over list oh price. Gosh. We sold this house for. Is that just crazy? That's crazy. Crazy, crazy. I mean, great for our seller, but oh my Fantastic. Gosh. Not only that, okay, get this. The house he's buying in Kentucky is like three times the size of the house he sold here. I can't. I need to see this house. Okay. I need to see the with, Kentucky Yeah, house. I told him I probably want to go with him next week on the home inspection when we get the offer accepted over there. Like I'm going to fly out because when we have clients in Kentucky, remember yeah. our sellers on Bixby when oh, COVID yeah. first broke. That's right. Right? Yep. They sold their house and moved to Kentucky as well. Okay. Well, anyways, um, I told him, I said, man, if you get this property in Kentucky, right, it's three bedrooms, it's two baths, two and a half baths, two acres of property. Two acres. Yeah. That's so amazing. Listed at 265. We offered 245. Two forty-five. Yeah, and he's gonna pay cash for it, and I'm like, why are we not buying another one? I know. Like, you need to have Buy a rental property out there, right? Which is what we're gonna talk about right yes. today. This I'm so month, excited. this month, we've just been talking about investing in real estate and what investing looks like. He laughed, ha ha ha, Lori. Yeah, I don't really want to be a landlord. He's not interested. And here, like, that's the truth. Yeah. There are some people some out people there don't want to do it. Don't want to be landlords. It's, right? it's a job. It, it is. is a job. It's a full-time job. It is. I, w- I appreciate that, especially if the more properties you have, yeah. the more work you have to do. Yeah. That's just the reality of it. Right? Right. So, but can you believe he's going to get this house cash? Oh my gosh. He's, we're so excited. The buyer's agent's so cute out there too. She hustles. She's like, I'm going to 
I'm confident. I'm going to get this offer accepted. Oh, that's so And great. She's super sweet. She reminds me of you, right? Oh, same, thanks. same, same person. <laughs> like, woohoo, we're going to get this. We're going to make it happen because I'm super speedy and I'm going to do it. I love that. Got to jump on it. I love my buyer's agents. And that's exactly what we're intending to do, right? Because yeah. my client is so excited. He's going to buy his, his forever home and he's going to have money in the bank and he's so great. So, so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that they don't really do septic inspections out there too? They don't? Yeah. This property has a septic tank. Why? Like you, why? you can do it, but like, but it's, it's like not a, not, it's not a thing. To them? Everyone just services them every five years. That's the thing. Well, I guess. Septic inspections in California is nothing but liability. Oh, you do a septic inspection. That's for sure. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. Like we have so many options about investing in real estate and so on and so forth. So I wanted to talk about house hacking because so many of our clients could be in that space. And I know when I first started in real estate, my first investor I worked with, that's actually what he was, was a house hacker. 15 years ago, though, it wasn't called a house hacker. So what first is house hacking? How would you explain it, sister? Um, you live in your home and you rent part of your home mm-hmm. to, to, to whoever you want to rent to. Yeah. And they pay some of your mortgage. So what's David pay <laughs> to live in your house? Uh, I charge him about a thousand bucks a month <laughs> and he's got to watch the boys three days out of the week. And pick up after the dogs. <laughs> yeah. He does dogs too. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, literally house hacking is living with someone else, whether it's your right? husband, your, <laughs> your brother, your sister, your whatever. Right. It's yeah. living with someone else. And so... David does not share a separate room, though. No. Well, maybe he's in the boys' room and the boys are in with you. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes that just happens. There's not enough room for him. It's the beauty of having little toddlers. Little babies. Yes, yeah. yes. But so, like, we're trying to make this really easy for you to understand, right? That's literally what it is. Like, Aim's going to start charging Connor $500 a month <laughs> to hang out in his bedroom. Well, it'll be a while before I get Connor to that point, right? So what <laughs> I'm trying to do is get one of your boys in my house. Oh, yes. Because they're old enough. So yes. I can rent out like my garage. I'll get it drywalled up and I'll rent it out to one of your boys. So that's called <laughs> a J-A-D-U, right? Yes. Yeah. That's what yeah. that's called. And that is house hacking. So let's talk a little bit about what this really is in all seriousness, right? So in all seriousness, I remember when I first got in real estate, this is so many years ago, 15 years, like 15 years ago, I got into real estate about that. Anyways, I remember my very first client was an investor and he was like, Lori, he was referred to me from one of our awesome clients that bought a house with us. And he was like, Lori. I want to buy a house in Adelanto. Will you go to Adelanto? And I was like, I'll go anywhere, buddy. Where is Adelanto? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking right now. Like... That's always my answer. I'll go anywhere. Where is it? And now I say, I'll go anywhere. And I Google it at the same time. Yeah. So Adelanto for us is about an hour and 10 minutes away, about an hour and 10 minutes away. And I remember my first drive out there. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so 
far away. That's not even far. <laughs> he was buying, though. He was buying a five-bedroom house. Yeah. Five-bedroom house. And uh, it was for, like, $54,000. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And that was about 15 years ago, though. Yes. Yes. Wow. It was 54, 50,000, 55. His budget was always under 60,000. Yeah. It was always, always like, hey, Lori, how do I get something for under 50, under 60,000? And I was like, oh, great question. Like, can we do it? And I was like, well, why is that so important? He's all, I'm cash. I'm going to pay cash. And I'm like, Oh, someone has, I mean, this is 15 years ago. I had maybe 5,000 bucks in the bank. Yeah. I was still figuring out money, right? Right. I was still figuring out how to save money. I didn't think anyone in their right mind, like I owned a house at that time, right? I'd actually bought two houses, but I never had more than five to $7,000 in the bank at a time. Yeah. So when he was like, I got 60,000 in the bank, I was like, I am impressed. (laughs) I was impressed. Then I met him at the first house that he bought with me because he drove up. And then I was really impressed because I was like, he's just some average short dude in jeans and a (laughs) t-shirt driving like this red, not fantastic car. Like it did not look good at all. Right. And I was like, nice. This guy is just some average dude who's already provided me a copy of his bank statement. So I know he really has money in the bank. Right. And he's going to buy a little house out here for $60,000. And when I got there, it wasn't only a little house, right? Yeah, yeah. This, and this was actually during the time that it was bank-owned properties. Oh, wow. So could you imagine yeah. what a house in Adelanto looked like when it was bank-owned? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The windows were missing. The sinks were gone. The toilets were gone. Lots lots of work. Lots the, of projects. The walls were sometimes gone. Yeah. The air conditioning units were sometimes gone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was that. And so finance buyers, you can't do that. Like right. you can't buy that property yeah, unless you clear all those conditions to make a lender happy. A cash buyer now, he can buy that property yeah, and he was buying them. He was picking them up. So, uh, I mean, I remember one of them clearly had like this red graffiti paint on the walls when we came in. Oh, wow. I was like, yeah, this is something. <laughs> so. In all reality, right, he was like, okay, yeah, I'll buy this one. I was like, oh, okay, we're going to do this. I don't know how to do this, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. So I said, why do you want to buy a house in Adelanto? Well, the type of work, it was strategically about within an hour and and not even that, like 20 minutes of where he worked. And because of where he worked and the environment of his work, which I will not share because it's private confidential information. But the environment that he worked in had a lot of people who would come and go and would need places to stay, right? So he needed all that space. So he'd rent those spaces out to those people. Smart. Totally. And he'd rent each room for like 500 bucks, five bedrooms. so good. Okay, now, you couldn't even rent a house in Adelanto for $2,500 back in the day. Right. They were like a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah. But he was netting twenty five hundred bucks of total rental space, right? So he was actually making more money. So when people say to me, like, oh, well, a place doesn't go for that in that area. Really? Well, house hack it. Yeah. 
do a room at thousand bucks and another room at a thousand bucks. And all of a sudden you're positive cash flow. People are like, oh, you can't do that. Like that doesn't happen. No, you can. Yeah, you can. And, and he did. And all the people that occupied the space had a common thing together. They all did the same type of work in the same type of work environment. So it was almost like he had created his own little, what are those things called in college where guys hang out? Like a dorm. Yeah. <laughs> those things. Can you tell I didn't hang out in a dorm or go to college? Uh, no, I didn't do that. I went to a junior college. That was my life. So if you're looking for someone highly educated, I'm just real estate educated. So, <laughs> highly real estate educated. Highly real estate educated. So here's the deal though, right? He did. He would rent out each room and then there was like three bathrooms, four bathrooms. One room would always get more money. And then the kitchen, everyone had full access to the kitchen and there's rules and regs. And he just did this over and over and over again. Yeah. And he must have bought four properties with me. Yeah. So his girlfriend, though, was also part of the transaction, and she was the one that referred him in to me. And so she was getting on to this and kind of understanding it. And uh, we mentored and trained her a bit. So now guess what? She's a realtor. She's his realtor. All right. <laughs> we love her. Yeah. And she works within our world, and she's amazing. And so, you know, she manages all of his properties for him. That's just girlfriend duty for her. That's great. You know, and she makes sure that all the rents are collected and that he's within current market value and they just bank that money and they've bought more property and more property and more property. That's amazing. So impressive to me. Right. And yeah. he all did this with a little tiny investment of $60,000 out in Adelanto. You know, and they just paint them, clean them up, make them nice and neat, put the windows back in. Right. Any missing doors that needed to be packed, AC unit that needed to be put in. Yeah. They did that. Yeah. Right. But these all positive cash flowed. And to this day, he still does that. But he also has other properties where he rents the whole space. Right. So first type of house hacking is room by room. You can do room by room by room. That's what you can do. Right. Right. Or you can do a garage. You can create what's called an ADU or a JADU, which means you're doing a junior, right? Mm -hmm. ADU. That's what you're doing. That's just been passed in the last two years. We talked about it, I think, on like episode one or two yeah. of the podcast. Um, but it creates the opportunity for low income housing. So almost everyone can put an ADU on their property. So what is an ADU? So that is a little tiny house that's separate from the main house. So I'm going to have an ADU guy on that builds them. I, they're in downtown San Dimas where we are. Awesome. And I'm going to be inviting them onto the podcast to have a conversation. So I've brought them up. This is like my live invite to you. Like, Hey guys, we would love to have you on the podcast. Yes, please. So when I call to invite or if someone from my team does, you're just going to say, yes, we would <laughs> love to be on the podcast. So here's the thing. ADUs are very inexpensive from my understanding, very inexpensive way to add square footage to your property. 
and then you can just rent it out. Or you can convert a garage into what you're trying to rent to my boys, right? <laughs> and mama's taught them well, they're not going to rent. I don't know why you don't understand I, I know. that. They probably won't. They're going to. <laughs> They're going to save their money and buy a house. Yeah. With that said, though, you can convert that space and uh, rent it out. You do have to do it within specific guidelines and all of that. Right. Generates more money. Definitely generates more money. So that is another type of house hacking. So what's the other type of house hacking? It's called multifamily. Yeah multi-family what's multi-family go for it yeah multi-family it's two units three units four units it's like an apartment building it's like oh extra extra houses all connected together 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 which we have a great one for sale right now correct in la yes yes see this is the thing that i love is that so many people will be like I didn't even know what that was. It's and and don't don't even be like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Um, someone asked me the other day, like, oh, your property on Bonnie Bray is it's only two units, right? Because that's what the city says. And I said, no, 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 no. It's a triplex. And they go, but why is it? We never said it was a triplex. Why is it a triplex? Because there's three units. So that's what it's called. It's called a triplex. And when it's a um multi-unit of any sort you just call it a multi-unit it means that it has more than one wall that adjoins and or, or only one wall that adjoins and so you have multiple families living in their own little spaces does that make sense mm -hmm. there's duplexes that's two right so on monday this is so funny check this out one of our clients that bought a house from us oh three years ago four years ago he texted me and he said, oh, my gosh, I just saw you in the red Mustang on the freeway <laughs> on Monday morning. I was coming back from SoulCycle. I was like, you did? He's like, yeah, I totally was like, oh, I got to call Lori. I have a real estate question. And then all of a sudden I looked over and you were on the 210 freeway rocking out going down the freeway. That's so crazy. Isn't that funny? How funny. God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. So he did text me and he said, can you call me? I do have some real estate questions. And guess what? It's all about investing in real estate because he's that guy. Yeah. He's that guy. He's like, Lori, what do you suggest? Should I convert the house to a three and two? Cause he's currently occupying a two and one. He goes, or should I do an ADU on the back of it? Or should I make it a duplex if the city will allow me? And I said, well, there's options for all three of those. Why? And how long do you intend to keep this property? And he's like, I don't ever plan on selling it. I said, then like a duplex is your best option, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Now, also, that comes down to what type of landlord do you want to be? Right. Do you want a duplex where you have multiple people living on one driveway in one space and, um, you know, sharing one common area like you may not be that landlord you don't want to deal with the drama that comes with that because there's drama yeah there always is yes yeah right there's drama even when you just have one tenant in one space right yeah i mean how many of your friends who've bought places with us have called us after they rented their spaces out and they have all kinds of drama yeah yeah and you're like oh my gosh 
I'm sorry, friend. It's girl drama. <laughs> it's girl drama. It really is. Landlord drama is girl drama. So don't think that owning real estate is like so easy and like, oh my gosh, it's just money coming in. Okay. First and foremost, it's slow money coming in. It's a long process of holding the real estate for a while until you get it paid down and you start seeing a greater return on your investment. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Okay. Then there's an income suite. What is an income suite? I just had this conversation with a client the other day because he is going to sell his rental property here in California and he is going to invest in commercial property in Vegas. Cool. Because he's a doctor. So he wants his own office. And so he doesn't want to have to pay rent to anyone. Wow. So I said, what about a live work situation? And he was like, what's a live work situation? Well, you can rent. It's usually a condo on the back and then your office is on the front. I said, I was thinking about doing it because then if I could put my office in there and I could have Wi-Fi, then I could offer to my tenants like a bonus free Wi-Fi when you rent from us. Yeah. Right. Makes my house cooler, gives some perks and some amenities. And then guess what? I get to write off my Wi-Fi. Yeah. So, I mean, you verify that with your CPA and your tax guidelines. Don't get me in trouble (laughs) because I am not a tax accountant. Yeah. But I just think it's a win. So, you know, here's the deal, right? You know, that's what income suite is. I have primary a residence and attached to it is additional office space some type of additional space that creates income towards you so he was like that's a brilliant idea i love that idea all right here's another one live in flip our 1031 exchange guy talked about this last week I can tell you didn't listen to last week's episode. (laughs) I have not. Okay. All right. All right. I have not listened to it yet. I just called her out. She's going to listen to it. But I am going to listen to it (laughs) because I do want to hear him. Yes. Live and flip. This, one of our clients we had on a couple of, couple of weeks ago, three weeks, four weeks ago, right? Mm -hmm. He does a lot of that. Live and flipping. So you live in the property, you buy it at a great price, you renovate it, you put it back together, you make it look fantastic. You live in it within... Two years, you make the move because in two years, then there's no potential tax implications. Right. And you can move forward because it was considered your primary residence. And so the money you made off of it, you get to keep without tax penalties. Now, if you listen to last week's episode, the 1031 exchange guy said a little bit of that has changed. So you do want to verify that information. That is something that he said right? A live in flip, buy the house at a great price, buy the dumpiest house in the dumpiest, dumpiest, dumpiest location, look like, not location, but you know, dumpy house. Needs a ton of work. In the best location. Yeah. And a fantastic location. Exactly. Right. So what else do we have? What else do we have? Here's the last one. Work provided. Work provided. I haven't heard of this one. What the heck is work provided? Right. So that's just going to be a property that you're going to generate multiple types of tenants who work in there, right? Oh, that's cool. That are now making you money. 
I love it. I was talking to a, another amazing woman realtor that I am always inspired by, and she bought a big, huge building where her Keller Williams office is, and she's got a bunch of office suites there, and guess what? All of them are rented out, and she makes a surplus in money. That's so cool. Plus pays her mortgage, right? Wow. So what is house hacking? What is um, investment property? What is investing in real estate? Look, it's not easy. We've only got a couple of minutes here left. It's not easy. It's the long road to creating freedom through real estate, creating and building your wealth through real estate. It's another option as opposed to stocks and bonds and just putting your money in the bank and earning like no percent interest. Right. Right. It's just a different way to do it. And should you do it? Should you invest in real estate? Should you vacation rental by owner? That's another form of house hacking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Should you do any of that stuff? Well, yeah, if it makes good sense for you and that's something you want to try. Right. Right. We have clients all the time. I tell them like, okay, let's just run it out for a year. See what happens. You may hate it. If you hate it, we sell it in a year. Right, right. No big deal. No yeah. time loss. Yeah. You know, unless the market shifts, which the market doesn't generally change that quickly, but who knows? Right. Right. None of us can know that for sure. Yeah. So what question would you have that a beginner never bought property? What question would you have, sister? Um, let's see. Never bought a property. Never bought an investment property. I think how much money do you need oh, for an investment? Good question. How much, like how much, ha what's required as your down payment for that? Yeah, that's a great question. And do we always refer you to the lender on that one, right? Yes. And what does our preferred lender always say? Um, I actually just talked to one of our lenders about it. Awesome. And what did he say? Yesterday. Uh -huh. And he said, um, there, there were a couple of things that he said, actually, you could potentially do 15% down okay. if you're putting somebody who you're related to uh -huh. on the loan. Perfect. Um, you could go that route or okay. generally it's going to be 20 to 25%. Perfect. To and and 25 a, is because it's a more competitive interest rate. Yeah. That, and that's what I was just going to say, because you want to keep your interest rate reasonable. Yeah, for sure. The best you can. Because the reality is investors just pay more. That's yeah. just how it is. Yeah. Right. Your interest rates just a little higher. My interest rates on my investment properties, well, one is free and clear. Yeah. And the other one is not high in my opinion at all. It's like 3%, I think, or 3.25 at the most. That's so good. Yeah. So there you go. That's a great question. What would be another fantastic question someone might want to ask if they were thinking about uh, doing house hacking or buying a house and renting it out. I think they'd want to know how much money they're going to make. Mm, that's a great question. Right. And that really depends on the rents for the neighborhood. Right. So you have a great agent who does rental analysis for you. Yeah. Gives you that information. That's, of course, us. And then, you know, you go, okay, this is what I can rent it for. This is what my potential mortgage payment is. Unless, of course, you pay cash, then there is no mortgage payment. Yeah. And then you go, okay, this is my positive cash flow after all expenses. What are expenses? Insurance, property taxes, 
the potential for the roof to fail or the plumbing to fail or something. You always want to plan for worst case scenario and be right. prepared to pay for that because guess what? You pay for that, not your tenant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's another great question. You got one more before we close up shop? Um, I can't think of anything else. Those are the ones you're thinking Those of right are now? what I think of. That's yeah. my, that would be my number one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic questions because the reality is those are the things that you need to do, right? And you decide, I know the one question I asked before I bought my first investment property is, and I loved it. I was listening to an investor this morning that we're considering having on the podcast. So I was listening to his interview and I loved what he said when he said, they always say, make your win on the purchase price, and I'm like, come on, it's California. Unless, and I am buying out of state because I don't choose to. Yeah. You can, but I choose not to. It's California. Like, you're just going to not win on the purchase price unless you're in buying in an off market. Yeah. And he said, the reality is you want to make your win over the lifetime of the hold of the property when you're buying real estate, which is true. Yeah. Right? You may have to overspend on it. And that's up to you on how much you're willing to overspend, depending on where the property is located, what you want to do, and if it's a great property, so on and so forth, right? The reality is you win over time. Yeah. Like I paid a great price for the property that we currently, our first property we owned. Now it's paid for. And my win is that every month my mortgage comes in and it's just a plus. It's positive, positive plus. Like I'm positive $1,500 a month. Right. After having to pay the expenses, would I had bought that property if I would have said, well, I'm actually going to only be negative $50 a month on it when I initially bought it. Yeah. Right. No, I probably wouldn't have bought it. And in less than two years now, I'm positive $1,500 every month. It's awesome. Every month. So you decide what your parameters are for what your wins are and what you're willing to do. And when I spoke to an investor many years ago who inspired me to buy that first property, he told me, Lori, as long as I'm making a hundred bucks a month, I'm happy. Yeah. And he owns over a hundred properties. I was like, if he's good with a hundred bucks, I'm good <laughs> right? with a hundred bucks. <laughs> and now I make 1500 bucks plus the other property. So I'm currently bringing in an extra like, like, $1,900 a month right now. I was going to guess about 2000 Yeah, right around there of just free money coming into us. That's great. Right? Like it's our mailbox money. Yeah. Excellent. Next week, I think we have a guest. Um, and so I'm super excited about him. And he is going to talk about in more investing in real estate. Can you imagine that? Awesome. Yeah. And we got a beach day coming up for our clients. Yes. We're going to hang out on the beach. Who wants to see Amy in a bikini? (laughs) My bikini days are over. No way. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She's so full of herself. I'm Lori Alvarez. She is Amy Cruz, my beautiful sister and buyer's agent. And we thank you for tuning in. Now rate, review and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Um, And then if you want to get our emails, because we send out great information every week about all the amazing properties that we have coming soon that are not even on the MLS. Important, important, important. Yeah. Can buy them before they go on the MLS. Then let us know. Send us a message. We'll get you on the email list. 
Thanks so much. I'm Lori Alvarez, and you've been listening to Real Estate with Soul, the podcast. You can follow me and check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and LoriAlvarez.net. And if you haven't clicked on that subscribe button, hit it now and let's boldly do life together.